Hey, and welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. Today, we've got the one and only Mark Barry on with us. Uh, Mark from uh, up in Campbell River. He's the voice of the Campbell River Storm of the VIJHL. Welcome, welcome. Hey, good to, good to talk. It's been a long time. It has been. This last year has been uh, obviously difficult for everybody involved. There's, especially, you know, in the sports world, things have been challenging. And uh, as us broadcasters haven't had a whole lot to do. So what's, what have you been up to for the last year? Actually, I've had a lot, I've been doing an awful lot of stuff in behind the scenes, uh, you know, uh, putting video together, you know, focusing on the alumni a lot. So if there was anything to do with hockey, I found a way to worm my way in there. Well, it's 30 plus degrees outside, hot and sunny in the middle of the summer. So as far as I'm concerned, it's no better time to talk hockey. <laughs> That's right. I just wanted to touch base and see, you know, what was what was the last season like? Obviously, we both working in the VI, it was cut short for pandemic reasons, as a lot of leagues did around the province. Um, maybe take a look at some of the other leagues around BC and what how they coped. The BCHL did something a little different, the WHL. But let's, you know, let's maybe focus on the VI a little bit. Um, there's some big changes coming to the, the VI this year, and... I think there's there's a lot of positives on the horizon, but let's go back. What did uh, the pandemic look like for you up north? You know, it was a, it was a strange season, not nearly as as strange as it was for you guys in the south. We at least played uh, all the northern teams, so our cohort was solid right through. And you were playing teams you were used to playing, and it was uh, you know the hockey was great. The fact that there were no fans in the stands was really weird. Uh, and I missed a couple of goals because there weren't fans there to help me. So it was a, an interesting year. I got to say from the players' perspective, they they really stood up, stepped up, and and it wasn't quite the experience you're used to having, say in Campbell River. But uh, you know they were just happy to play. But it was a, it was a strange year, no question about it. And I think that um, you know a lot of uh, you know they started the season with unfinished business, and I still think. Uh, for a lot of the hockey players are still unfinished business. And I particularly feel bad for the, uh, the 20 year olds who had to go through two seasons of it. So it, it was a strange year, no doubt. I remember when the first season got canceled early mid playoffs. So the beginning of the pandemic before, before things got really bad. Uh, I threw a tweet out on Twitter that got a little traction as far as, the 20 year olds. And I said, I, I suggested that maybe the 20 year olds should be allowed to come back under certain circumstances. And a lot of people agreed. A lot of people disagreed. And obviously that didn't happen, but uh, mm. before the pandemic really took hold and things got really bad. Um, what would have your been thought, your thoughts been on the 21 year old thing? Cause the back East, the junior B does see 21 year olds playing. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was I was back and forth on this one. I, I, I really feel bad for the 20 year olds, but you know, we are a developmental league. So somebody was going to pay down the line if you're keeping, you know, if you're keeping some 20 year olds or 21 year olds longer, what does that do at the other end with the 16 and 17 year olds? So I, I can see both sides of it. I, I really feel bad for the 20 year olds. 
you know, I, 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 I know so many of them. I know, and, you know, you do as well. But, you know, the case of the Campbell River Storm, the 20-year-olds this past year were very special. They, they'd been together for three, four years. And, and uh, you know, it's hard. You, nobody can predict what would have happened. But this was probably one of the best Campbell River Storms teams I've seen since 14-15. So it was really disappointing from that perspective. But I'm, I'm of two minds on that. I completely get the 21-year-old thing. Uh, but, you know, what, it, what happens to the 16, 17-year-olds? Yeah, and when... When I put that out, I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. It was more just a conversation starter. It was more a what if. Yeah, well, and absolutely, you know, because it's it, I, you weren't the only person thinking about it. Uh, a lot of people were thinking about it, feeling really bad for the twenty-year-olds, and, and, and particularly the twenty-year-olds, and 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 those on teams that were in the playoffs and still alive uh, for the nineteen twenty season. I mean, they lost out on two playoff runs, and and you know, at nineteen twenty years old. I mean, people think some people may think that's the end of your, your hockey career, but it's not. These guys have opportunities to play college hockey, go to Europe and 19 and 20 year olds. That's what they're that's what they're showcasing for. You know, we're a development developmental league. We, we, we develop 16 and 17 year olds, but the 19 and 20 year olds, they're also developing for college and and maybe the pros in, in Europe or, or, or elsewhere around the world. So. That was a, I think, for a lot of them, a missed opportunity to showcase just how they, how good they are. So, you know, I think it was a great question to ask. I just don't know if there was a solution to it. Well, and when the, the second season was canceled last year, when we got canceled partway through the year, obviously that really drove home that it wasn't really a possibility. If the twenty-one-year-olds mm-hmm. were allowed to play last year, it would have just compounded the problem. And again, those 16-year-olds, it's important to develop them properly. And if if you've got a talented 16-year-old player who's maybe not ready for junior A, but he's on top of midget, he needs to have that transition team. And that's generally where junior B comes in. So if you've yeah. got that 15 or 16-year-old player that's looking at the BCHL or better, and 21-year-olds are taking up that roster slot, they're kind of getting left in the wind. And again, those 19 ah. and 20-year-olds can't it's hard it's a no-win situation no you're right and, and and you hit the nail on the head you know that's what junior b has become in british columbia and it's not jungle b anymore it's a developmental league and for a lot of play, players that move on to junior a they can thank that one year in the ki the vi or the pj for getting them ready to be able to play at the junior a level and uh you know what, that's what Junior B is there for. Junior B is there for a lot of reasons, but uh, one of the key reasons is to get those kids ready to get to the next level. Well, I want to take this uh, a couple seconds just to thank uh, a couple of people that got our show off the ground. Uh, it's been a lot of work. Um, Scott Harrigan from Independent Sports News got this ball rolling, so I want to thank Howie for Howie's Car Corral, Galaxy Motors. They're, uh, they're our studio location right now in Colwood. We've got a an awesome studio set up because of them. So I want to thank those two uh, organizations as well as ISN for getting this down. And we're part of the uh, brand new sports broadcast coalition of Ross Ross sports. We're doing a lot of unscripted stuff. So I want to thank Mark for joining us today. And uh, I think we have a lot of fun stuff coming. I know Mark and I've been talking about some possibilities going down the road of having a, a little bit of an unstructured platform to have some good conversations about hockey. Well, there's lots to talk about. There's so much to talk about. 
you look at what's going on out east uh, with the Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, uh, Junior B striving to be Junior A, and then you look at the model here in British Columbia. There's lots to talk about. Well, shifting to maybe less of the negative from the pandemic, um, we are seeing some pretty significant changes in uh, Junior B hockey on the island. Um, for those of you that haven't been following hockey, well, obviously the, the pandemic has kind of thrown the brakes on sports for obvious reasons, and but uh, the VIJHL has got two new teams coming into the league. And uh, Mark, I want to get your take on Lake Cowichan and Port Alberni and what's that going to look like for the VI? Ah, oh, I'm so excited. That was the best news I could have received. That and the fact that the Okanagan, Okanagan Lakers are joining the BCIHL. I, it, it's been a really, really good couple of months. But two great franchises. To have Port Alberni back in the VIJHL is huge. I love the name. I love the Mars Bomber, you know, the uh, the Port Alberni Bombers. Uh, it looks like they've got a good formula to be successful. Lake Cowichan Kraken, uh, you know what? Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, you know, those road trips into 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 Lake Cowichan are going to be interesting in the middle of winter. But uh, no, it's it's it's. I couldn't be happier. And they've got some good people running those organizations. You know, uh, Galen Patterson. Um, you know, comes from uh, Larange as an associate coach. There, played several years of, of hockey at the AHL level. knows knows the game. Then you've got uh, Ray Tremblay at Lake Cowichan, who uh, just came off a successful run as a head coach in the FHL out, out east in the uh, uh, the Atlantic Seaboard. You know, you've got some good people running those programs. I think it's great, great news for the VIJHL. It's definitely going to make the North Division really interesting because you're going to mm -hmm. have teams from Campbell River to Lake Cowichan. You're going to see some uh, college-level road trips there almost, because it's it's not a short drive going from the Storm Barn to the Kraken Barn. No, it's not. And, and, and that last 30, 20, 30 kilometers could be interesting in the middle of January. So, uh, But I, you know what? The one thing that I really have to applaud the uh, VI on doing is the way they've set up the schedule. It looks like even though the, the Storm are playing – uh, and all the teams are playing four extra games, 52-game uh, schedule. The travel hasn't really increased because for the Campbell River Storm, they're only going down to Victoria once, Peninsula once, and and likewise. So the uh, you know that uh, that travel there is eaten up with Lake Cowichan, but overall it's about the same travel. Well, and anybody who's been around Junior Beanie for any length of time knows that. Uh you need to be frugal in order to be successful. This is not a, this is not an organization that's going to pull in thousands and thousands of fans and have huge ticket sales. So extra trip from Campbell river to peninsula on the bus that adds up and that money's got to come from somewhere. So structuring the schedule a little smarter, uh, working on that schedule uh, as far as the travel goes is quite important because it can really hurt a team. If you're making that bus trip down the entire Island several times a year. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I think they've structured it right. And, uh, you know, once we see the uh, final schedule, and I think that's coming up pretty soon by the sounds of it, then uh, then we'll know for sure. But but by all the indications I've heard from the people I've talked to around the league, uh, the travel hasn't really increased that much, maybe just a little bit because of the extra games. But overall, the average road trip for the storm has actually decreased. One other rumor that I've heard in um... I don't know if you've heard the same rumor, if this is completely off base, but I've heard for the last couple of years that there's uh, an organization trying to get off the ground further north than Campbell River. 
Uh, yeah. I've heard Port Hardy a few times. And uh, in a hypothetical scenario, what is your thought on a team that far north joining the league? Because now you're dealing with overnighters and hotels and the whole the whole kit. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I've thought about that. I, I you know, I, I knew the team, the league had to expand. You know, nine teams. Uh, I just it just wasn't right. To, it just didn't fit fit for me. So you know, I've been thinking about Port Hardy and and whether or not that would work, but. You know what? If uh, if there's enough interest, there's enough crowd, uh, then you know it's something that could possibly happen. And then you really might see more of a uh, you know a situation where you're not really you're playing all your games within the division, and then maybe only see each other in the playoffs. Uh, if you start getting to that stage, because uh, Port Hardy to uh, Victoria or to Port Hardy to Peninsula, that is going to be a trip. Yeah, and. In my broadcast career, I've done those those bus trips where you're on the bus for 16 hours and then you're off the bus and then immediately into a booth. And that's even harder for a player trying to get psyched up for a game when you're stagnant for eight hours in a bus because challenging. Um, yeah. Obviously, once you the pros, they, they start getting nicer buses and planes and all that kind of stuff. But the, the junior guys, they're, they're on slightly better than school buses. So that's a bit of a trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, you know, and, and you see it like a lot of times after a long road trip, uh, you don't really see the uh, the away team show up for about a period. Shifting gears a little bit, um, the province is opening up a little bit. It looks like uh, everything's going positively as far as ter- returning to what we would consider a new normal. Um, sports, we're going to be allowed to have spectators and proper contact rules and less COVID restrictions, which is kind of nice. Come September, it looks like we're going to be back to pre-COVID times as far as hockey goes or, you know, fingers crossed. What do you think the league's going to look like um, from 2018 to 2021? Are we going to see any significant changes in how fans react coming back to hockey after being away for two years? What's What do you think the VI is going to look like? Is it going to rebound well, or do you think it's going to suffer to begin? Well, no, I actually think it's going to – I think the – First month to two months, we're going to see really big crowds, really big crowds in the VIJHL, and then it's going to wane, and it's going to really be up to each individual organization to really market themselves, hit the social media, get people excited about their program, because it's going to be natural that the fans are going to want to come back for VIJHL hockey, but uh, I, I, I just it, it, it feel, I can feel it that uh, that uh, can uh, that can dissipate if, if we don't do a better, a good job uh, promoting our, our product uh, and and what a great product to promote so uh, I think it's up to each individual team to ensure that they are getting to their fans and making it a really enjoyable experience what have the other leagues around the province uh, done to um, maybe come back from COVID I know you've got your finger on the pulse of multiple leagues around the provinces in hockey have you seen any leagues doing anything different or unique to try and re-engage with their fans not yet. I haven't seen, I, I've been looking around and I, you know, I, I see, uh, you know, uh, you know, efforts in the PJ and the KI to, to keep fans apprised of what's going on with, uh, with teams, with signings and that sort of stuff. But I haven't seen anything that has really stood out. I think probably we're doing more in the VIJHL to, to really promote our product. So, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, it's podcasts, whether it's what you're doing right now, uh, or it's just uh, news features and, and really pumping up the boys, uh, I think we're probably doing a better job than just about anybody else. And I'm sure somebody of the PJ and the KI is going to disagree with me. 
while we can always call that as a challenge because when, yeah, when, when one league succeeds and the others can follow suit, that's better for hockey as a whole. Um, the last couple of years, obviously, we haven't had a cyclone. Yes. What do you think that's going to be like? I, it was funny. I was just going to walk into that and say, <laughs> you know what, that's that's a perfect example of how the teams, the leagues feed off each other. And, and uh, I'm not doing it because you're the host and I want to be back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but back in 2016, you you guys brought it up to a new level. And then the following season, Creston did the same. Then the following year after that, uh, Richmond did the same. So each year, uh, we've been get we've been feeding off each other's leagues to or or, or you know, any other social media or, or broadcast medium. We've been all working together and feeding off each other to make the product better. And, and, and like I say, you know, I, I look back at 2016 and the cyclone and, uh, and that was a good pivotal moment about introducing stuff like the roving mic with, uh, with clay. That was, uh, that was good. And I mean, I did the same thing the next year I was the roving mic in Creston, but uh, you know, those are the, those are the things you need to do. And it's going to be interesting to see what Delta does this year because they're hosting the cyclone Taylor cup and it's a go from everything I've heard. And uh, just a quick recap for uh, those of you who, um, weren't sure what Mark was alluding to. We, I, I seem to have started a, inadvertently started a trend where I had uh, uh, Clay Cochran, who was the broadcaster for then the Saanich Braves and now the Saanich Predators, uh, on a wireless mic going through the crowd interviewing coaches and players and fans and stuff like that. It was, it was more just a shtick, just for something fun because I happened to have the hardware capable of doing it. And it, it worked so well that I'm glad everybody's taking it on because it was so much fun. It's been at every Cyclone Taylor Cup since. I mean, uh, uh, we had Lorenzo and uh, on the roving mic. I think we even had you on the roving mic uh, uh, in the gold medal game yep. uh, in Campbell River. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, hopping on to different broadcasts has always been uh, a lot of fun about how close we are as broadcasters in the provinces. We kind of like jump in unplanned on each other's broadcasts if you just happen to be in the building and stuff like that. And it adds a new flair to uh, to the game. I know Tom and I have a very unique way to do a broadcast. We're very uh, unconventional compared to what is considered standard. So, you know, mixing things up every once in a while is kind of fun. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what Delta does. It's a very good group on the island. You know, everybody seems to support everybody. Uh, if you need any information, half the time you don't even have to, have to ask for the information. You'll get uh, an email from another broadcaster saying, oh, by the way, this is how you pronounce this, this young man's name. So, you know, uh, we're, we work really well together. And it's probably, for our level of hockey, Junior B, we probably, as a group, have one of the best core uh, broadcasters anywhere. Now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit uh, talking about broadcasters. Have we, have we introduced or have we heard of any new names coming to the new organizations yet? I know, I know no. they're out there looking, but I haven't heard any names dropped yet. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a couple of things, but nothing I can uh, put my, uh, you know, you know, sign off on, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I know that, uh, I know that hammer was, uh, Hammer was hinting farmers that he might like to call a few games, but uh, I don't know if anything's got uh, uh, got going on that. But that would be pretty incredible if uh, if you had a hammer calling the Fort Alberni games. Yeah, that would and, be a lot uh, of fun. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about uh, Lake Cowichan, but I've heard a few things. Well, in most of us, um, Lake Cowichan is kind of in the middle of a lot of the island. It's a, it's a little far for Campbell River as far as just a quick trip up the island. But uh, I'll make the trip. Oh yeah, so. Maybe we can put that out there if anybody from the Krakens listen. Maybe we can do uh, by committee. Everybody picks a couple of games and does it. 
and uh, we'll have a little fun there. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to possibly see two new Junior B broadcasters in uh, in the VI, and if not, then we can pick up the slack. But uh, a few closing words from you, Mark. Uh, what have you been up to? What are you going to be doing in the upcoming season? What's, uh, what's new from the storm and from Mark Berry? Well, uh, I've been busy. Uh, Lee Stone's kept me pretty busy with all his signings, and there's more news to be coming out of it. I'm heading over to uh, Abbotsford uh, in the next couple of days for uh, the Canada Day Cup tournament, uh, and I'm going to be doing some social media stuff on that. And then uh, I've got the VIJHL Breakout Podcast. We've already put out two episodes, and we're going to put out a couple more in July, a couple more in August, and then we'll go to weekly and uh, we'll have the same features we've had before this week in the VI, along with where are they now, tracking down former uh, VI JHL greats and, uh, and letting you know where they are. So uh, we got lots and lots happening around the VI JHL and, uh, and, that, and if I'm not doing that, I'll be working out my pond. Well, hey, there you go. All right, Mark, well, here's time to uh, maybe plug your social media. Where can people find you? Where can people get a hold of you? Sure, uh, you, can, you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter at, at MF. Barry 60. You can also find me on, uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm just starting to figure my way around Instagram. And then I really encourage you uh, to, to follow me on SoundCloud uh, and just have to search Mark F. Barry. And uh, there's all kinds of features on the VIJHL audio features and, and uh, working on some more YouTube videos for uh, the Campbell River Storm. So, but yeah, follow me on SoundCloud and, uh, and catch up on, on everything happening in the VIJHL. Well, I want to thank Mark Berry for joining me. Uh, it was a good chat, good catch up from uh, a very strange couple of years uh, in hockey, hopefully getting back to a new normal. So uh, once again, thank you, Mark Berry from the Campbell River Storm. He just listed off his social media. Go follow him, follow his Instagram, his Twitter, his SoundCloud. Just don't follow him in real life. And uh, I think everything will be good. Um, I want to thank again, uh, Ross Sports for uh, giving us this awesome platform, Howie's Car Corral and Galaxy Motors for uh providing the necessary to get this all done. Um, follow us on my call podcast on Instagram, as well as uh, my call podcast at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me for the show, Mark Berry, one last time. Thanks so much for joining me. And uh, we'll definitely have to talk soon. Pleasure. Thank you so much.